podcast we haven't done one in a minute uh welcome to the show good to have you i hope you've been well i hope you've been great i hope everything's good i hope you're not depressed i hope you're happy i hope you're making good money at work um i just generally hope anyone listening to this that you're blessed Ew. bless up life is pain and i hope you're learning to deal with it in a way that's not detrimental to those around you and to yourself. <laughs> it's the best life advice I've ever given right there. Life is pain. And I hope you're dealing with it in a way that doesn't affect your body or the people around you that you love. I read a book on this recently. Body. Don't be a piece of shit, Maddie. And you know what? I love the buttons today because then you can't have Chris just veering off. Uh, today's show is special. We haven't done one in a minute. Things get a little hectic around here going to be even more special now that you get to hear another bod pod uh gina in the studio co-founder and queen bee of the household here <laughs> maddie in studio obviously and today we're doing uh we're going to do craziest stories i stole this idea from Kamozi because if you're not listening to involuntary yoga another one of our shows on the fit soda network you should be involuntary yoga by ufc veteran chris Kamozi, who quick plug by the way bare knuckle fight coming up end of april you should go. I'm also going to be in his corner. Huge honor for me. Can't wait. Sold out, I think, almost. Uh, huge card. But Chris's show, Involuntary Yoga, where we talk, it's all about fights. It's all about fighting. It's all about that warrior culture. Uh, involuntary Yoga, you should go check that out. But he just did an episode where he did some of his craziest stories from fighting. And I thought, uh, I'm going to steal that idea. He has weird stories, too. Real crazy. He does. Like, yeah, Which fighter, makes sense for him because he's fight, fighters are weird. Gets dude. himself into weird places. Yeah, fighters are weird, but also gets out of it because off the wall. So craziest stories for our business. So the premise is from start to finish. What are some of our craziest stories? And I'm I'm almost scared to tell some of these because they're just some of them are some of them we can't share. I don't think you can. You just probably have to. Either Tone it down. Yeah. Some of these stories are wild. And Maddie's been with us. He's been friends with us for so long. He's probably been around some of these stories. It's yeah, been sure. crazy, bro. <laughs> so the first commercial. Okay, so I, I have I have one right off top. So when we started the company, it was Sharon and Gina and I. And to save money, we all lived in the same house. And which came with its own set of weird shit. The first house? Yeah, William Street. Incidentally, we lived on William Street's houses on William Street the whole time. I Even actually, when we moved. I didn't live at that house. I drove from my crap apartment. You basically apartment lived at that house. And worked in your attic. <laughs> yeah, you basically lived at the house. So we all lived together. And then we moved into what I would describe as a real world 
style loft in downtown. One of those you're being generous. It one of those downtown. cool. It was in five points. It's one of those like exposed brick. We had a graffiti wall. We, it was, it was it cool. Was, Cause you had like the basement you can look into from the first floor. Yeah. See, Maddie was there for that. That's where we filmed the commercial. We had a hammock and all kinds. It was just cool. It was eclectic. And we, I thought it was rad. It was like, <laughs> I thought I was such a founder. I'm like, this is such a founder place to live and, and tell people we started like R founder, like no <laughs> yeah. ER, just the R yeah. Skateboard from room to room. That it was so cool. I you wanted like, to put a ball pit at one point. I did. I wanted to jump from the. You had a cool shower. In so there. Matt's right. It looked like a. It was. It was just a square, literally. Like it wasn't shaped like a normal house. And then the upstairs was like three thousand square feet. You could look into the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. It was sort of cut out, so you could have had like a rope swing. I wanted to put um, <laughs> like, like a fucking parachute. Yeah, I wanted to put all <laughs> kinds of shit in there. Um, so we're living in this place in Five Points, which is a rough neighborhood. We can get into that another story later, but. We always had, we always ended up having interesting people in and out of the house. So again, me, Sean and Gina all living together to save money to start this company. We even officed from there. So it was a lot and the neighborhood was eclectic. There was all these sort of young people living in the neighborhood. It was a rough neighborhood, very rough. And then we got a new neighbor. And so it's just this like constant circle of people. And we ended up having so much space in this spot that we, we would always attract stragglers and we were cool about it. We'd be like, we had so much space and it, you know, at the time we were being so founderish. We were like, we just want, Hey, you guys are squatting too. Can I join in? <laughs> I love squatting. Yeah. We, it sounded like a squatter's rights. I love squatting. You sounded like butters. I love squatting. I love squatting guys. So no, we were, we were trying to be, I think I was reading a lot of Steve Jobs at the time shit. And I was like, I want to be the change. I want to say, I was like, I want people to collectively come together and be creative. What if we lived in the garage, (laughs) not just started the business out of it. That's that's what I was shooting for. (laughs) So we always had all these weird people around. And at the time I had a second job serving beers because I couldn't afford anything. So I was like, let me get a just bar job bartending, which comes anyways. One night after a party or there had been people over, um, and again, people in and out. So just remember that I, all of a sudden Gina, it's like three in the afternoon on a Sunday. I was still asleep or gone to take a nap. Gina, no, you were upstairs. You were in the upstairs, like kitchen area, but I was asleep though. You woke me up. Yeah. Gina comes in my room, basically kicks the door open and goes, there's somebody in the house. And I was like, what the, what do you mean? There's somebody in the house. Like we're, it took me a minute to catch on. She's like, no, there's somebody in the downstairs bedroom sleeping face down. And I was, I saw, I panic. I go get my gun and I'm like creeping through the house with this gun. Like someone, I thought it was tactical. You were like a, yeah. Like like a soldier, dude. Like Jason Bourne. Pretty sure he was like in underwear. Yeah. Which without his shirt on. So again, where this ratchets up the scary is we lived in a neighborhood where there was a lot of transient people and, uh, and always people in the alley. And like in my mind, I was like, we left the door open. Somebody wandered in and crashed, like passed out. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like crackhead. Well, and when I opened the door, cause they, all the doors were the sliders. 
So when I opened the door, all like the body, I didn't recognize the body. It didn't like compute in my head. I'm like, I all I saw was like loafers. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a it was a businessman or someone who runs <laughs> petty hipster. farthing bicycles. It was a hipster, brakeless bicycles. <laughs> Chris, the, the petty farthing guys are breaking into our house again. They're trying to sell us a newspaper. His website was so hipster it wasn't even on the internet. <laughs> no, was, you had to read about it in a paper that was recycled that he delivered. So I get downstairs and I open the door and it was, I don't know how to describe this person. So at the time, I wouldn't say we were doing a lot of drugs, but he was one of those guys. If you eat, if you needed extra Xanax, he was a drug dealer. So let me be clear. He's definitely a drug dealer, but for our purposes, he had hit some hard times too. And we were like, dude, and I don't know fucking he's also why the sweetest. He was sweet until he like went goblin. You have talked about hard. Talk about <laughs> goblin mode. That's a whole, that's gremlin. Yeah, he <laughs> was Did you ever see Lord of the Rings, the King Goblin? Can you pull that up? Lord of the Rings, King Goblin. There's a King Goblin. Not uh, what's his name? Point is, this guy when he, when he would party he would go full Goblin, like King Goblin. Yeah. And uh, and at, yeah, at the time we would buy like Adderall and Xanax from him. Or bless you. Uh, somewhere along the line in my, in, in those early years, not paying attention, I gave this dude a key to the house. Didn't tell anyone though, which was, yeah, which was a terrible Just, idea. And there's firearms everywhere. And yeah, this dude walked in our house one night without telling anyone and just passed out in one of the bedrooms and I almost shot him. Real but it crazy. took you a second too. Cause I remember you open it and you're like, what the fuck? And it, he had the, his little hipster <laughs> high heels on <laughs> like loafer boots. And <laughs> you so, kicked. Oh, I didn't foot. recognize your Stetson. My bad, dude. <laughs> your bulio. Like, you kicked his Lord. his Stetson and, and his bulios. What are those called? A bolio. A bolio. A bol- no, wore, bolo. He always wore bolos bolo. that he got at thrift stores. Man, my internet's not working. Let me see if I can get a new page. Um. Anyways, that was that was one of okay. So crazy story that and and what would that ended up happening a lot in our house? People just showing up or walking through the house in the middle of the night or there. And there's always people. I'm not like an extrovert. I don't want people like in my space that I don't know. And for whatever reason you attract like stragglers, goblins. Yeah. Okay. What's a crazy story you have? This might be (sighs) the worst podcast episode because we don't have enough crazy stories. We don't have enough of them. Yeah, I think we do. We had a founder that didn't know what happened to his eye, or a co-founder of another company, not our company. But Did you say founder? He was a. What was he? He was an investor. But what was he in the other company? No clue. <laughs> I don't even think he knew. No clue. He didn't have a title. I don't think for any company. Mm-hmm. Was he like but a, he was a fixer. This guy's now dead. Yeah. I remember you had. A birthday party it was like your 38th, 39th. Easy, you asking pal. about your birthday party. So that was one of them. And you had your good friends in town. And so it was like a fun, everybody knows everyone. It's, you know, a few like random people in and out, but not like a high school party where there's a flyer. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting in the kitchen with one of your friends, Carrie, and in walks John. And he was already on a tangent you about talk to the goblin king. Oh my God. About God knows what. And he never knew kind of like who you were going to get with him. 
sometimes he was really calm and nice. And then other times he, oh, I have another story about him too. One at a time. And then another, like other times he would be just off his rocker. Didn't know what he was on, if he was on something. And he was going through the house with some girl just. Wait, what do you mean by that? You gloss over that. So what? there was times when this guy would co- So we got this weird investment from somebody. doesn't matter who. And I think in the early stages of a lot of companies, like I know the Vice guys did acid once, went to Amsterdam. No one knows how they raised the money to save Vice, but Vice still exists because of some drug deal or something. They, they probably did. don't even yeah. know how. Well, Didn't the- Shane tell that story on a podcast or something? I think he was interviewed on Vice about it. Yeah, and he still doesn't. Still, people to I'm this day. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know how he got it either. Anyways, I think in early stage companies, you do attract a certain type of CD investor. You know, I don't know. It's like they sense your. And so like, this guy was an investor, and there were times when he would come to meetings at the at the garage, <laughs> at the Dream Factory soda garage. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we saw him like wig out. Sometimes he was incredibly lucid and other times he, you could smell booze and shit on him and he'd be like erratic and not like he didn't sleep. He hadn't. Slept yeah. The goblin him. King. See <laughs> this guy, <laughs> he's the King of the goblins with a bolo with a, he does have a, yeah, a bolo. So yeah, he just, uh, or he'd be on the phone and he would just, he would go off, off on the, on the, off the rails. Like, he was erratic. He was crazy. Dude was crazy. He had a Real problem. Crazy. Yeah. He, yeah. So anyways, through the night, obviously more drinks, more whatever. Oh, wait, you, this, so you're talking what. about my birthday party. Yeah. Okay. And more, all right, like, this is a good one. Oh, the fuck we've I told thought, okay. all these before though, but these are really we have? good. Uh, we already, we did one. That's like the dopest episode three. So the new people need to hear them. The updated. Uh, oh, but I think I know which uh, you've told part of this one before. Uh, I've, you've, he's got a few. We've mentioned this guy in passing, so they yeah. deserve the full experience. We've never clipped it though. No. So he, and it, again, it's a party. I don't know. I'm sure there was more than just boozing this fucking guy. When he came into the house, it was like, yeah, he was on crack. He had this beautiful girl <laughs> with him candy? too that he kept saying was his girlfriend. And she was like, I'm not his girlfriend. Like this. I don't is think we've get told weird. this whole story. Yeah. This is going to get weird. So I'm in the kitchen with your friend, Carrie, who is, the, has the driest. He's mean. Just sharpest <laughs> sense of humor, but he's hilarious to sit next to because he's, he's like loud. Anthony Jesselnik. Nice. He's yeah. He's quiet. So you got to listen carefully, but he's just throwing daggers at Quick people. Quick tongued. Yeah. yeah. His tongue is a dagger. And, Throughout the night, obviously, more drinks. Everyone's getting hammered. He <laughs> he comes upstairs, and he wants to order food all of a sudden. So he's going on this mission asking everybody. That's when Carrie called him recessive gene. Uh-huh. Because he had red hair. He's trying to get food orders from people. He's hammered. We're like, order whatever you want. He goes downstairs to ask Sharon and his friends what they wanted. And people started ignoring him, so he was trying to like insert himself into conversations. And then he looked at one of Sean's friends and said, "I can have people killed. I've had someone killed." No, let's back up. So the whole night he was walking around the party saying, "I'm going to have someone murdered in Chicago," and he kept saying it to where people would come up to me and be like, "Dude, this weird guy, who by the way his girlfriend was like, his girlfriend would walk up to strangers at the party and like grab their dicks and make out with them." So he was getting more and more mad. 
and nobody knew what to do with this girl. Like, who is this person who's basically she, she assaulting people? Going from guy to she, guy. Yeah, she was like assaulting every man at the party. Like, and then like walking off with them. No one hooked up with her, but she was like assaulting dudes, like just like trying to open mouth, kiss everybody. Meanwhile, the guy she's with who's unstable and on crack cocaine is basically having a, a psychotic breakdown to where the point he eventually started walking around and going, I'm going to have this person murdered in Chicago. He kept talking about, he knew someone that he was going to have killed by another person he knew. And then it became like a joke. Like the guy he told was like, I don't know if you should say that out loud, well, bro. Then he was like, like, no one was listening to him. So then he went down and Sharon was like, why'd you go down to, to the black guys? He like found, found the one small group. <laughs> they who, were like, who dude, why are you telling, Al Capone why are you here? telling I us did. this? I did. And I, I knew, I, I don't know. It was one of those moments where I, I knew this kid was kind of telling you do not. I knew he was messed up and I was just trying to be nice. I was like, do you want to come hang out? I was just trying to be a nice guy. Like, I've never been invited to a birthday party before. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Fast forward to wow. after all of his multiple meltdowns. The cops disaster. show up. Well, the co- so the cops show up. Everyone was cleared out. We had. Wait, let's hold on. Let's stop there. Who walks around a party? Him. And <laughs> brings a girl who then openly makes out with every guy there. And then talks about murdering, a, having a person murdered. Oh, man. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Every weekend, <laughs> <Shit>. bro. <laughs> Cops come. We had Brian with us, who's a Denver fireman. Mm-hmm. So he was able to, like, do the it's cool, like, guys. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, he's able to do the, like, the you know, policeman. The, yeah, yeah, the brother Brian. in arms, you know. He did the, the bro wave. Yeah. He did the cop hand signal like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're on the same team. And we're like, oh, he's got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we clear everyone out, but on obviously he didn't leave. So he's still standing and everyone's like quiet. No, and, and everyone was asking him to leave. Right. But it got to the point where you disappeared into the bathroom and hid there for like an hour. Yeah, I was avoiding. And we're dealing, I was classic avoidance. We're dealing with that girl <laughs> who's still, no one like even knew her name. She's a hot mess. It's like and Crystal then, or something. And then <laughs> Destiny. And then him. She was cute, which has made it even more shocking. But that's where you had to, it was that hot, crazy scale. We knew something was going to happen. So he's standing in the kitchen and he's starting to just go down his weird ramble tangent. Spiral. And we're all just staring at him. Let's, and then, let's remind everybody too, this was a guy who invested in our company. Like this isn't yeah. just a random party story. It starts freestyle rapping for everybody. And... That would have been cool. Stopped and looked at me and told me that he could something like he could pay the rent or Oh he no could no. Do, oh yeah. No. You were in the bathroom hiding. He was walking around the party. We turned my headphone up just a little bit. Got it. He uh there you go. He was walking around the party telling everybody that he pays our rent. That's right. Paid for the whole company. Basically invented the drink. This is my garage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to the point where some of my friends were starting to get angry. Like, well, he said it. He looked right at me and said something. Like, it was something. Couldn't even remember what he said. But I stood up, and then I had, like, four brothers behind me that were, like, absolutely not. Because I stood up and went at right at him. And then Steve Carey and Brian, like, picked his body up and moved it's him It's not outside. worth it. It's not and worth it. And then he was so mad that he was officially removed. That he threw the meatball sandwich right at that girl. No, he did that outside. I know. So we had a meatball sandwich, just the innards of a meatball sandwich in our front yard for like three days. So that same guy one time 
He's dead now, by the way. Uh, he, I'm not laughing Fact. at that. I'm saying, Fact. I don't know. You want me hit the applause button? Sure. <laughs> so that same guy one time, this guy is so weird. Was he a trust fund kid? I don't know. Sort? He kept, so his backstory would always be, we'd be like, I almost said his name. He, he'd come by the garage where we were inventing the future and he'd be like, <laughs> he would be like, dude, where are you from originally? Like, what, what do you do? Cause he like Iowa. Yeah. He'd always be like, I got to go back to Iowa to the farm. And we'd always be like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, I own a farm in Iowa. And we'd be like, well, what are you doing in Colorado? And he'd be like, well, I, I you know, I'm kind of a dual entrepreneur and like my, it's like my family building a, a business. Yeah, he'd never really give you the truth about this farm in Iowa or had Des Moines or had which organs is Iowa. In it, I yeah. So this one time he was at the farm and then he was coming back and he had to come over for a meeting. He always he was one of those guys. He always wanted to come over and meet. And he I opened the door and I swear to God, I hadn't seen him. His face was normal when he left. I opened the door and we couldn't get a hold of him for a month, remember? Mm-hmm. I opened the door and his entire face from his from like his hairline and <laughs> from his hairline all the way down to his he chin flinch. was a scar and this was all like mangled and looked like it had been burned and he was like missing an eye but he didn't even say anything he just like walked in yeah it, yeah i opened the door he doesn't mention it <laughs> He doesn't mention that his eyes missing. He looked like Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like worse. But even funnier, he just walked in and sat down. He's like, oh, hey, everyone. Weather, uh, weather's been crazy, huh? <laughs> you don't have an eye. Yeah, I was like, bro, your fucking eye is missing. What's happening? What happened to your eye? He goes, I don't know. I swear to God, his answer was, and he I left don't know. it at and that. And I was like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't fucking know? You're missing it. What did they tell you when you showed up at the hospital? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, okay, I'm like, I couldn't leave it alone. I'm like, well, how'd you get back here? Like, you look like you showered. The accident wasn't yesterday. Like, what it's happened? It's a scar to now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened to your face? And he just kept going, I don't know. And then it got really uncomfortable. And I was uh, like, he was leaving you secrets. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, get it. He was like trying to wink at you, but it looks like he was just blinking. <laughs> how do you deal with that? Right? Like, what do we do now, pal? I know you're lying. I know you're fucked up. Do I call for help? That was like the, that was the end of his kind of. That's when he started to spiral, fucking spiral squad hard, <laughs> and then he died. He did die of a, a drug overdose. Oh, I think allegedly. R.I.P. I remember another time with him, where we did. We had received a bunch of cans, and we had to get those cans. Oh, when he threw up. Yeah, we had to get them to a shrink wrap because we had no ability. Like I was like gluing, I was gluing trays together, like trying anything I could to like make our first like shipment of drinks work. So we found this guy that has the ability to like shrink wrap like boats. Like he does massive plastic wrap, not what we needed, but we're like, whatever, we'll give it a shot. We'll see if it works. But the only way to get the product there was to throw it in like a U-Haul. So the bigger problem is that they're all just loose in these trays. So we loaded him up into this U-Haul. He's driving. And I keep telling him, like, dude, you can't hit the gas. There's loose cans back there. Everything, the whole pallet's going to tip. And he gassed it, took a corner, and I can hear all the cans just flying off the pallet 
We spent the whole night before stacking them too. It took us like 12 Making hours. Making the trays. This kind of sounds like a Tech Nine song. The way you've been <laughs> talking about it. We got the cans in the back, the loose trays. <laughs> and then he, we pull up to the boat shrink wrap yard, back in, and he sees that all the cans are just everywhere. So he panics because he's terrified to tell Chris. He's like, "Can you call him?" I was like, "I'm not calling him." He runs to the nearest porta potty and he's throwing up for like 30 minutes. Yeah, when I first heard this story, I was like, why would he be throwing up? But after you get it now, I totally sympathize <laughs> and I feel for him and I understand completely. Yeah, uh, that's why I said I'm not calling him. I wasn't driving. This is not my baby, not my problem. I've drive heave before after <laughs> after talking to him. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> um yeah, what's another crazy story? I don't know where to go with some of these because we have like weird supermodel, porn star, athlete, uh, investor stories. We have personal stories that like there's so many. Do we go with like the crazy stories of sleeping on the floor and how we how we survived? Is it I mean the juicy ones are obviously people you know who are hooking up and I mean, I can tell you this about CrossFit. I'll tell a CrossFit story. CrossFit is the most incestuous, like everybody's fucking each other, porn-driven, sexually driven. It kind of shocked me. They must have not gone to film school. <laughs> <laughs> I also have uh, the video that Gina, we shot. What are you doing? Yeah, she's Lucy's in the, the building right now, and she's corded up right now. We can do a little bit of an, uh, the old uh, warehouse tour with this bad boy. Oh, my God. Oh, good we, call, Maddie. Because you can see kind of parts of the place here. <sighs> I look like a senator's son. <laughs> we make the most natural street So this is like the kitchen, right? Doctors yeah. that maximize brain function. <laughs> and this is your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when we were... So this place that we lived in was built in 1895. No, I, you know what? That's even generous 1702 wow. as a soap factory uh, yeah and they haven't like none of the brick has changed nothing's changed that the wood is the original i think we can Those, bring it up on zillow too are uh covering old soap they're covering like little slots where like they would put the soap through the other side uh, I send it know. out to the the shipping boy it was creepy that's why all the hipsters are trying what i remember most about this place is that it was not up to code and two there was rats and mice everywhere everywhere like there was nights, there was nights in this place where we would be joking about how much mice there are, and we'd walk in the door and we'd see like twelve of them scatter. And they just go across the TV. What'd you call it? Forty. It was on William. What was the address? Three seven nine nine William Street. Is that correct? Uh huh. Three seven nine nine William Street. I forgot those guys were there. The twins. The bro twins. The Tracy twins. Who was your friend that had the sandwich? I was like, or it was. Uh, buddy's friend that was like, nah, I'm just chilling. <laughs> While he was on set, remember he took the call? This commercial was great. I was chilling. Get distracted, lose focus, have mental fog, and lack motivation. How young and little I Me look. Me too. And that's why we're passionate about manufacturing mental productivity. You're only one year in, that's why. Because brains are the new tits. <laughs> we got so much heat for that. I know. No, we got mo a lot when I got slammed in the face with the ball, and I had to answer questions. I'm like, that was my idea. 
Go ahead, Maddie. So what does Coeos do? So this was the living room. Damn it. Technically, <laughs> all I can tell you is that it delivers 10 all natural ingredients to the brain, helping it. Yeah, this was the upper floor. When he was the doors behind, front doors behind me. Back to back, Francis. He's right. Technically, that's all he can say. But this paid actor can tell you what it does while we scroll around. <laughs> <stand> <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> In clinical trials, Coeos has been shown to improve focus, mental clarity, concentration, cognitive Man, I was handsome back recall, then blood flow, oxygen levels, neural connectivity, and provide all-day energy and clarity. Completely naturally. Nailed it. We good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> I look like a baby. A day. Now, our drink is ten yet. times more effective and better for you than the average energy drink. So stop paying $5 for a latte and drinking jet fuel. Hi, can I have a venti half-calf quad skinny vanilla latte? <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Matt's on, his, <laughs> Matt's on his phone. I'm trying to find it on Zillow right now. Plus, coffee and energy drinks are all technology. Why would I use this when I can use this? I was wondering why Matt wasn't Evolution. commenting on any of this. I just Later, can't find it. You know it. we're shooting a commercial today. And everyone knows you're a vampire, dude. I know. It's we're chilling. all overworked and overstimulated. So we stuff anything into our bodies to get that mental edge. I love Jordan Dahl, dude. There's better than this, right, Andy? Look at that Chris, haircut. I think urban poet Tupac Shakur put it best when he said, I got that dog life tatted on my chest. Can you okay. give me any of that? Can I have that old suit? Yeah. I'll wear it every day. So Even if it's a little baggy, it's like my dad's suit. So you can give your brain what it needs to dominate daily. So you can kick ass at life. And with all that extra money you're making, because now you're being more productive at work, we can solve world hunger, team. Finish that report ahead of schedule. And that was a corner of that same room with yep. the, That's where Gina used to sleep. And none of the none of the They didn't have uh, ceilings. None of them had ceilings. So you could hear what everybody you hear was, people farting stuff. Or coming in in the middle of the night. Yeah, mostly that. I'm giving you that raise. Goddamn right you are. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the squad. Look at us. Wow. Look at a little baby me in tight look pants. At Maddie. Wow, look, what, at what, me. look at Maddie. No tattoos. Those, what are those shoes? I'm wearing like, wow. I'm wearing like a like a monk bracelet. Okay, By the way, if, if, you're, listening to this on, if you're listening done. to this on uh, on uh, something you can't see it on, we're going through the very first commercial we ever did in the compound we're talking about where all this terrible shit happened. You can kind of see like in the back here, here's a door to a room with no ceiling on it. That's the That's front the door. That's the door to the front door. Okay. That's yep. the front there door. There was like a room, two rooms right here. That, that was my room. Yours was the first one here. Uh -huh, yeah. The bathroom's to I the thought right. yours was in the basement. It was for a minute until, until I was Until he like, got attacked by mice. No, and then I felt like I had the black lung. I was like, I can't live down here. Yeah. All the brick was always dusting. They tried off. wiping something down. No, the brick, everything always was like dusting off into the house. It was disgusting. Gene and I are pretty convinced we got sick living there. Like I am I convinced. I went to the hospital like four times. Yeah, and remember when I had uh, pneumonia mm -hmm. for like two months? Yeah, pretty sure it was because of the house. There was no, you couldn't open any windows, so the only window, technically, was the door to the front, which mm -hmm. was metal, which was behind another door, so you could never get any fresh air in it. And it, the vents, there was something I had to run a test. Remember, there's some chemical. Every house, like even this office, is supposed to have a, a vent system so you yeah. don't build up toxic. It made, made my mom really sick because her school didn't have one. She yeah. got to retire early, so maybe we might. Uh, dude, we were and we were being screwed by the landlord, like yeah. absolutely just destroyed by this guy. Yeah, he who tried to sued us in the end and won. And he won. Another crazy story. That was one of the worst, not the worst days Ooh. of my life, but I've never been so mad at someone that I, like, I wanted to kill him. I literally thought about it. I'll be we honest. We were sitting in front of a judge and I went off. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like it was a mediator, house. but he was a judge. 
So anyways, yeah, bedroom there. Then you, you can see by the guy on the right, the funniest guy I've ever met, the, where the downstairs goes. Buddy was guy. always pissed. Yeah, and then I forgot that guy's name. I'm pretty sure this guy had a kid. I went to his house one time. God, we all look so young. Yeah. This is the early long-haired stage, Matt. Look at With that guy. Black V-neck. This is a while ago. I had the same pants. I still wear the same pants every day because you see this phone indent in my pocket. That was 2015. Paul has two kids now. They're both beautiful. What's the other kid's name next to you that was playing the video games? Andrew Bueno. <laughs> bueno. The king. I love so Bueno. He's so smart, too. He's hilarious. Do you guys remember the deleted scene from this that never made the cut? No. I remember it. It was in your basement. There was a scene where oh, we were we almost killed a guy. Supplements and the guy, this big bodybuilder guy. Oh, took two shots. That's of, right. Of uh, creatine and Who then choked. That? It was like a big rip guy. So he's like protein and he goes Chris, like that. little Chris. Yeah. What was his was last it? name? I can't remember. I just remember this. Dude, you brought all of these big beefy guys, like some were twins, and then I remember this guy took the shot of a. Uh, the creatine and choked, and we couldn't use the scene. Wow, look at that. Gina, you look young, too. Holy moly. Do the theme whistle. Nailed it. Thanks, Cardio. <laughs> hey, here's, the, here's the old drinks, too. Oh, wow, wow dude. Compared to this bad boy right here. Okay, so another crazy story. This and Maddie, thank you. This the drinks reminded me of this. So our first of all, hopefully you can see this. If you're listening to it on like iTunes or something, go to YouTube and look at the video. And while you're there, give us a subscribe and a thumbs up if you're enjoying this. Yeah, like and subscribe. Brought to you by Fitzoda. So our first cans were terrible. The investor who gave us money for the drink was for the middle one. This like CBD drink. We were doing CBDs before even anyone knew they were cool. I didn't even noticed that we were like four years ahead of everybody. So we're totally broke, like broke, broke, like the company's broke. Gene and I are broke. I don't even know. Most days we didn't even know how to put gas in the car. Gina, one time your car got booted and we had to get it uh, twice. Like the company they paid put for it. two boots on. So I don't know if I've ever told this story. So I'm <clears throat> basically going into bankruptcy. Like I'm people are showing up at the house. Oh, remember that? So I, so we're totally broke. I'm, I'm on the verge of what felt like suicide. Like every day was just so intense and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and this guy, these guys give us this money to co-make this CBD drink. And we're like, cool. Well, at the time we didn't know what we were doing. So we would mass produce product. So the only time you could, the only way you could make product is if you made 300,000 cans of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. I get a formula. This is back when I was I, that day. I invented my own formula. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Did you wear lab coats by chance? No, Fuck. <laughs> I did invent my own formula though. And it was right. And I proved all these scientists wrong, which made no me. Kizzy. So basically we got a formula back. I knew it was wrong. Gina's like, how do you know? I you invented made it, my, you built it with your bulldog on your lap. I did. I, and I invented my own formula with my own like symbols and everything. It was fucking goodwill hunting. And I proved, I proved the scientists wrong that the formula was off. Well, we didn't have time to fix it. And 
I'm like, fuck it. Well, I got to go to this production all the way in the middle of Washington. So Washington state was like four hours in. Yeah. Washington state. If you've never been has two sides. One is the lush, beautiful you're used to seeing in the vampire movies with Edward. Yeah. It's very beautiful. The other half of it is the middle of the desert. So I fly to Seattle. I don't even know how I got a hotel room. I don't even remember how I did it. I'm in the worst hotel in Seattle. And meanwhile, we, we opened up a credit card. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm on the phone that night and I got hammered when I got to the hotel because I was so stressed out. I'm fighting the whole night with investors on the phone, like, like fighting, like basically telling this guy, like, go fuck yourself. And then I think there go our investors. Can we have your money? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm like, right. Yeah. So I'm fighting with this investor, like go fuck yourself. Uh, so then I get even, yeah. So the next morning I get up to go to this canning line. I have no idea where it is. It's in the middle of Washington somewhere. I get in the car to go and I'm in the car. And again, remember this is just, we're living in squalor. Gina calls me and goes, dude, cops just showed up at our house looking for you. They want to arrest you. And I was like, like full panic mode. I, I almost stopped the car and just got out and walked into the forest. Like well, I didn't know what to do. I, opened, I felt so low. It was one of those moments where you're like, I would pass bums in Seattle and be like, that dude has a bigger net worth than I do. Cause at least he doesn't have debt. I have fucking debt. This guy at least has 50 bucks in his pocket and it's his. I don't even have that. Gina calls me and she's panicking. Well, cause I opened the door and you couldn't see it. It was like a steel door. It was like going in. It wasn't like, it was a, like corridor, a fortress like a, to a castle like a check in. You had to go in this, yeah. this way. Like yeah. that's how you build bases and Fortnite <laughs> right. type of thing. <laughs> and I opened the door cause I, there's no people, nothing. So you just blindly open and I open up this huge door and there's at first I was like, who is this guy? And then he opened his jacket and he had that, the badge that like a marshal wears that they like a homicide that detective. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see the badge. I'm like, have you seen a man with one eye? And he asked, is Chris Miller here? I was like, I have no idea. What? I'm like, I don't, I was like, I don't know who that is. I rent here. It could be the owner. I have no idea. I'm shocked you were that present to be that clever. I know. So am I. Nah, I believe it. You're clever. (laughs) Well, no, but when you add stress being broke, you, you never know. Yeah. And someone it's the pressure. Yeah. Someone you're like, fuck. Yeah. He's not. Like, yeah. With all the deals to like trying to get my, I was like, fuck. Only thing in Gina's head was like, I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> Can't take me. So I'm like, I have no idea. I'm sorry. And he gave me something and I was like, okay, you can take it back. Like he kept trying to give me documents. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. I had to show him my ID. And then finally he leaves and I called you and I was like, what? The fuck did you do? Because Chris is kind of a girl's name sometime too. That's my mom's name. <laughs> so I'm panicked that you did something like what? So we were like looking in and it was some like collection or something. Yeah. I'd been sent to collections and it had gone to court. I didn't know it. They basically, yeah, they issued judgments and liens and then it was them trying to get me to court and it, it was an officer of the court and like I, they were trying to serve you. Yeah. And like, I, so, but I get this call. I have no money. Like I don't even know that night how I'm going to eat food or get back to Seattle. I'm going to go see a production run. We can't afford. That's like 700,000 cans. And Gina gives me this call and I'm stressed out of my fucking mind. I'm like, we should quit. This is nuts. What are we doing? I'm going to go to jail for debts, which is almost impossible nowadays, by the way. So if it's happening to you, rest assured you, you can fix it. But 
Then I have this four hour drive ahead of me, so I'm just panicking the whole fucking time. No music, just <sighs> calling people, yelling at you. Mm-hmm. Had no idea what was going on. You know, and you know those moments when you're super stressed, like someone calls you from home, there's nothing you can do about it. I, I remember yelling at you, me. I was like, why did you tell me now? I'm going I'm going to do this production run. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm already stressed out. Why are you telling me this? Because there's a cop at my door. So then the story doesn't doesn't end. I get to this weird canning line in the middle of nowhere, and it looks like a it looks like an apocalyptic site of a future like Like Chernobyl. Like a Frank Miller novel. Yeah, where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I get there super early because they start production runs at like 3 a.m. I'm out front. It's really creepy, like dark. It's kind of raining. I feel like Yeti right now. It's like, then this lady pulls out this Tesla thing. Oh, Kizzy. And she like locks, she like tied me up to it, right? She's like a witch, right? I didn't know. I I thought it was a witch, like, but some people were like, yo, that could be an alien. That's what aliens are building ships. I get to the parking lot. It's dark. It reminds me of a novel. It's like, and all of a sudden this like, thing like starts inching towards my car it was like a dude with a rain thing on doesn't speak any english uh i get buzzed into this facility and big was big, it russian he was like no the vortsky he was spanish <laughs> like yeah Blood where the fuck am i i get inside and these big canning lines are like these big food production lines are really intimidating there's so much happening and it turns out that this canning line was used during the war, World War Two, as like a bomb shelter. So you, <laughs> you come in in the office. It's like definitely so it felt like home. Yeah, it, it felt like being in the office. <laughs> um, you walk in and and it, there's lots of people, but it was one of those places where you can tell they haven't updated since the '70s. So I'm like, it's just adding to my stress of the day. Like fuck, it's they're, on a, janky ro- they're on a rotary phone. Like yeah. please hold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Jesus. This on a switchboard. All this money, yeah. and it was like the last three hundred thousand dollars we had, and I was like. And this is the place they're making it. I was so fucked up. And so they lead me into the bomb shelter and I'm, it's like a mile into the earth. And I'm like, this is where it ends. This is where I'm going to fucking either kill them or they're going to kill me. Kennesaw, Washington, Kennesaw. Yeah. Kennesaw. So I get to where the guy is to can my stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of tripped out cause I'd never seen a canning line under the earth. <laughs> so I'm just kind of weird. Like I never saw the sun. Yeah. So. I'm kind of weirded out by it. And I'm like, What's what's about to happen, dude? Like, just shoot shoot me straight here. Are we? Am I gonna fucking die? <laughs> they start in the basement of Pulp Fiction. You I'm, walk re- into. I'm ready. So they so when you do a big canning run, what they do, or any food thing, they do a batch and they they test the batch and your batch should have all these numbers that correlate to your initial, um, your initial basically formula. formula. Thank you. <sighs> But if you're new to it, you don't realize that mineral water will throw off your pH or, you know, if the citric acid isn't perfect, it, it just, there's all these things. And I didn't know any of that. Thanks, Bubba. I didn't know mineral water changes the pH, which is a big thing you got to be careful of. Well, the guy gives me, again, this is all after I had realized I was going to be arrested that day, had no money. I spent the last $40 I had on gas. Plus a hungry Chris is a not a good. I'm standing there and I'm like, I think I had cried like three times that day. Like I was so over this whole business already. I was like crying. I was like, I'm what happened? I went from making a million dollars. Now I'm being arrested for debts and I'm in a basement in Kennesaw. I like, I just was so confused. 
this guy comes back with the test of the initial batch. He goes, your pH is off. And I was like, and then he goes, what do you want us to do? But I also didn't know at the time either. When you formulate a product like ours, the initial, the initial little bit you make is almost overly sweet. But once they add a few things to it or run it through a can, like it's sort of dilutes. diluted. Yeah. I was going to say, I tasted the diluted one. I'm like, that's not the same product because like barely spoke English. Like, well, what do you want me to do? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I'm not a scientist, bro. I, I know how to make it in small batches. I don't know. We're talking about 400,000 gallons here, dude. I don't know. Then he's like, well, I could add some more citric acid and sweetener to it. But, and I'm like, well, what will that anyways, we're going he back kept asking you how to formulate it basically. So I'm like, calling people on the phone, like you're calling our calling formulators, me. calling people calling. I'm calling anyone who will listen. I'm like, I don't know what the, f I just had a full panic attack in this bomb shelter. You're like a math guy to like exponentially make that. I just told him to go with it. And we ran with it. We ended up getting rid of like most of that product. It went bad, but like that was, that was a day in my life of this thing cans. where I was like, I'm going to fucking blow my brains out. This is horrible. I imagine you getting out of your car in Washington and walking in the forest. And then like there's Bigfoot sightings punch. It's yeah. just you. <laughs> and like, we saw one. We got it on camera. I don't even remember how I got home or like, I don't remember any of that. I remember you couldn't fill up the gas going back. So we knew we were going to get a charge for like enterprise having to fill the car back up. What did you have to do? So after the, the initial first batch, mm. how'd you figure out batch two better? Is there we like, never, we never made that. Never made again. it again. The, that's the middle one, the hemp one. Yeah. We never made it again. No, that was very goodness. No, the oh. story I'm telling you was about the raspberry it wonder. Was? Fuck. That was for Scarface. Oh my God. It wasn't even good. Yeah. That was a bad day. Crazy story. How'd you find out Scarface died? Were you like trying to get a hold of him and then someone, someone called told us. us? Super weird. So random. And we're just like, okay. Um, like no one was shocked. We're like, oh. oh. Yeah, it wasn't shocking at all. So I went to a CrossFit party once where I saw an orgy. So <laughs> Kizzy. And then here, met the, met the president and founder of Fit Aid and was like, oh, you, I was like, oh, you make Killcliff. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're the CEO of Killcliff, right? And then you forced him to take a picture with you. Yeah, I saw an orgy. And he was still the, naked, too. It's the weirdest picture we've ever seen. CrossFit people get weird, bro. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm open to, I'm open sexually. Like, I'm not like appalled by it, but like, I walked into this party and I was like, everyone's hooking up. There's Coke every fucking where. And it was a company life aid party. You got, you got a detox, a detox, dude. It was wild. Like just open. And at, like, I don't know if it's cause everyone in CrossFit's comfortable with their bodies. So like, it was just like naked people everywhere. I was just so obsessed with working out that like once they leave the gym, if I worked out I that much, I'd do. be naked too. <laughs> right. Maybe it's just cause they're so I fit. I, I don't sleep know. in those old man prospector pajamas. <laughs> No one's seen my tummy in years. <laughs> Did you know drinking two sodas a day can increase your risk of dying? Fit Soda is the anti-soda. It's sugar-free, packed with electrolytes for hydration, aminos for recovery, and has absolutely zero calories. Stop treating your body like a garbage disposal and start hydrating it like the winner you are. Sorry, guys. I went for a nice long walk today. A little Fit Soda never hurt nobody. Have your cake and drink it too. Pick up some Fit Soda today. Oh, that's it. Yep. <clears throat> Wow, they really, they really updated it. Eh? Wow, 
Is it for rent right now? No, it's off market. Let's move back. It's had a lockbox on it for like three years. Wow, it actually looks pretty decent right now. I remember you guys had a cool bathroom. Yeah, the, that's still there. I loved wow. that it said Denver right there with the, the Denver. Uh, Not the guy that skyline. I, kinda, does, um, I know that place was Never horrible, but I kind of miss it. I do not. It looks so cool. I would live here. I'd, I'd rollerblade around. Ooh. Place was fucking impossible to keep clean. Yeah. Well, what's that? Go back. Matt, you're clicking Which around. one? That one? Yeah. What is that? That's that's the basement the first room. Oh, that's the... Mm-hmm. De- was that your office, too? He redid too? the floor. With our fucking money. Yeah. Is there more basement pictures? I want to see that shower. That's so cool. Yeah, that one where you walk in on both sides. Yeah. That leaked out the bottom. (laughs) That that was your old room. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I was looking down. Yeah, that mural's pretty cool, though. The Never Summer guy did that. Oh, man, this is chill. Oh, I know where that is. That's cool. See, but the pro- the where this is misleading is those walls and downstairs is so gross. It's disgusting. Those the, all that whole wall just chips off. Yeah, I remember right here is where we did the shot of the guy putting the stuff in his mouth. This was my that was my original room, and it yeah. had the stairs going up. Yeah, and when people every, would walk around, yep. it would like you'd get dust. Yeah, in your, in face. your face. Wow. We made that story sound like this place was the worst, and Maddie just ruined it because this looks like a nice place. This looks. This is places. I remember you completely redid it. Where's that? That's along the back wall. Oh, that's, that's where the storage oh was. God, so that's where dude. the guy was sitting down doing the- You um, put another bedroom back there? That's disgusting. Yeah. And this is our Harry Potter suite. That's, hor- that's horrifying. Horrifying. I wish they could show this. There's shower. not even lights back there or an outlet. Man, there it is. That I thought that was so sick. You could look out. This is catfishing hard. You could look at that person sleeping and just sit down here and pee on yourself in the shower. This is catfishing at its finest. Yeah, he fucking redid the floor. How much now off market? FML. Um, okay, so another crazy story. Um, when you deal in this type of business, you were always, you know, raising money and dealing with investors. And <clears throat> we went to Panama City once, which is a great town. Huge fan. Is it a territory of? Did someone just yell? I, I, I moved my mic. Oh. I thought that was like someone outside the door. Hey, um, Panama City, obviously Panama Canal. It's notorious for offshore money laundering. So there's and cool hats. Cool Let's hats. Not about that. Um, there's so there's always a lot of very wealthy people there, and a lot of Americans because the currency. Honest people. Currency's U.S. currency as well. So those expats are super honest. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. You know, there's no money exchanges and anything like that. And a big, big, big part of the outside of Switzerland, it's one of the biggest banking centers in the world. So we went down there to meet with some investors. And um, the craziest part of this story, so we get there, we have a few fun days in Panama City. We, we know those guys who own that restaurant down there too, which was a lot of fun. That place is great. I Taco Bell? I, yep. I wish I could remember the name. Um, and then the next day, the plan was to go on this fishing boat with these uber wealthy guys. And so we go to this airport in Panama city and we get on one of those prop 
private planes, which is scary. If you've never ridden in one of those, it is absolutely horrifying. You can feel every bump. You're not above the jet stream. It is terrifying. Cool part is we got to fly over the Panama Canal. Pretty neat to see that. And then we're just flying. It felt like two hours into the middle of fucking Panama the jungle. Yeah. And they kind of, they kind of warned us. They're like, okay, this dude's uber powerful. This, this is going to be a little intense. I think when we land, there's going to be a military escort, blah, blah, blah. So you're like, okay, you're on your guard. It was John McAfee. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, we're flying in and you can tell it's a narco run. I have clips of it. Mm -hmm. It's an old Pablo Escobar airstrip. And it's crazy to see. It's crazy to land. Because it all of a sudden out of the jungle, you just see this clearing and it's uphill even. And you're it's just horrifying. You're like, we're gonna die. This is nuts. There's no way people landed on this, or we're gonna land on it more importantly. We land on it, we get out, and there's all these military guys. I'm like, fuck, dude, this is intense. And we're in this is like one of those trips too where you can't now your cell phone's inoperable. You can't, if shit hits the fan, you're, you're in trouble. Chris gets off with flip flops and like the white sunscreen oh, nose. Like, yeah. Hola muchachos. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. up. Where can I get a taco around here? Eh? I remember telling my brother-in-law who works for the Navy, telling him that you were going to Panama in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And I, we had like his buddies on They're like, do you have insurance? On on I was like, if we, Key man policy. Who can I put into the waters if we lose this guy to a fucking cartel? Everyone was ready. No, it was hectic. I so I, I like I've traveled to India. You guys know that. And my I had some times in India where I was like, this is hairy. But this was, it was crazy to see all these military guys and, and just sort of the escort you need to get through the jungle. Which means there are still narco's everywhere, and it was just hectic. So we get off this plane, we get on these like buggies, and they take us to these fishing boats. And out in the bay. And you can't get to this place. Like the only reason we got to go was because the guy we were with whose story I'm about to tell, which is one of the most powerful moments I've ever seen anyone pull off in my life. He had this yacht waiting for us. So, and it was in the most beautiful blue Panamanian water. And so the side of Panama, we got to go see, which I, I, I recommend anyone Go try who's to do got, someday. Who's got a uh, hundred bill? Yeah, a uh, hundred million in the Either bank. That or uh, MS thirteen ties. Yeah, you can't fish on this side of Panama, so it's absolutely unscathed. Like more wildlife than you can ever. It's like Avatar, <laughs> the new movie. I was there for it. <laughs> it was live action. Yeah, so we go out to this yacht, and it, he just had a crew of people, like hand and it was just there was just people everywhere catering to you. We get on this yacht and then it was another two hours in the ocean on the coast to this fishing spot. So we get there and we fish and that part was great. Catching all these tuna, it just, it almost felt unfair. And I, one of the, like with the big fishing poles, like the high resistance, Oh, bro, I've always wanted to go deep sea fishing. We should do that. It's somewhere. rad. Hook the rod into your belt. And you so, but my experience did not sound like a douche. My experience was a little bit upper class. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Because where we were, Maddie, no, not let me get this full thought out. You I've never been, first of all, in a more beautiful place. I've never not seen so few people. You don't see anybody. The I only people we saw mind. were real pirates. I'll get to that. Real fucking pirates. You, you get to this cove, and there are so because you can't commercially fish, all you see is wildlife in the ocean, which sounds weird, right? 
But every time you look in the water, there's a shark, there's a manta ray, there's tuna, like everywhere though. Like you can hear it almost. Whale, you see whale. Every few seconds you see whales, dolphins, sharks, tuna, everywhere. It was insane. Like I said, like it's like Avatar where you're just like, this is, it was mind bending. You saw a turtle? I caught a shark. We, we saw turtles. <laughs> yeah, but did you yeah. see a turtle? I did catch a shark, which was fucking rad. We let him go, obviously. Um, we caught a, like a 50 foot manta ray off the back of the boat one night. The guys were just fucking around and they, you, so basically there's so much wildlife. You can go like this, catch Snack. something. It's almost boring. That's what I'm getting to. So tuna fishing, Maddie is crazy because you, you're not like sitting off the back of a boat. What they're doing is like hunting. Like so trolling them. Yeah. They're hunting. So basically you get out on these little skiff, super fast boats with these really professional anglers. And all of a sudden they're looking and when you see the water bubble, they'll watch for seagulls. So there's like a chain of command, like the bigger whales will come up, push the tuna up, the tuna push the little bait fish up and those bait fish hit the surface and make it go. It's like sparkles. It's like frothy. They're getting away from those and that's where the seagulls come in. Yeah. And then you'll watch the seagulls dive in to catch those and you chase seagulls all day. So you'll see these swarms of seagulls and you'll see them start to dive and the guys on the boat just floor it and you're and then they get all excited. And then as soon as you're getting to the froth, they throw out a fish because you don't have much time. Mm -hmm. But every time we cast out, we'd catch a 400-pound tuna every single time. Did you release all of them? Or no, we, they, they ate all, all of them. They ate all of them. These guys are – so these guys we were with are definitely – they eat all the fish. that gets processed right there on the boat fresh. Every night we'd come back, there'd be, you know – that 10, 20 minutes ago caught sushi and a, and a team of people preparing it. It was nuts. So here's the crazy part of the story. I was doing an audit <laughs> in the side room. So we're on this yacht and the, to go. one of the guys we were with who apparently was the most powerful guy. Panama's most powerful Canada. He's from Canada. Apparently he's close to a bill, right? Now one night he was telling us these stories about, how he had a big heart for building orphanages. That's just God. He, God gave him all this money, and he, that's how he gave back was by building orphanages all over the world. Now, to build orphanages all over the world, number one, you become a target because if you're flying in on your own plane with 50 million people, will figure it out, right? And one of the countries he used to fly into was Russia, and he's telling us the story. He's like, you can't just fly into Russia. You can't just like jump on a golf stream and with 50 mil in cash, it has to be secret. So he goes, we had to develop all these connections to be able to get into Russia with not only a jet, but with 50 million bucks. So first of all, if like you're, at what point are you like, mm, I don't you, know. No, you're committed to that cause. Right. But I'm hearing this story, hearing a whole nother side. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your cause. What kind of fucking juice do you have to have in life to be able to do? Do you have Vladimir's mobile? Yeah. What number? kind of, listen to what I'm saying. What kind of fucking juice do you have to have to sneak a jet into a country that is hostile with 50 million in cash? I bet Michael and build orphanages with no, like you have to have a network of like, that's nuts. So he's telling these stories and I'm just spellbound. I'm just like at the, I'm like at the edge of the table, like feed me, feed me more. But, and these are cool stories, you know, he's like doing good across the world. And, uh, so, he's, so, so we'd already been set up with, okay, you got juice, dude. We get it. Like you have some power. I mean, you're on his yacht. <laughs> yeah. So that helps. He goes, 
by the way, he has two girlfriends. So this story is a bit ironic. His, his ex-wife, his ex-wife, he's like talking about his ex-wife. We've had a few cold ones by now. He's getting a little loose. Some Bellicans. Yeah, he's getting, we've had some Bellicans. <laughs> That's the beer. New brand. There. He's getting loose. He's talking about his wife. And he started to get, he's like, yeah, she's dating some guy now. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay. I hope I do this story justice. He's t- talking about the guy she's dating right now. And he goes, someone says something about him. He goes, I could have him wiped off the planet today. And nobody said shit. Not one person was like, fuck off, John. No kizzy. Everyone in the room knew it. One of the other guys that was with us was the attorney for the hell's angels. Like another very powerful. And no one said a fucking word. Everyone was just like, and I was like, Did you guys see that? He meant it. <laughs> he wow. meant it. Then he goes, I, I thought that was over. He goes, I have the resources and the connections to make anyone I want disappear. Well, yeah, he and Vlad are fucking buddies, apparently. What kind of juice in life do you have? What kind of fucking power do you have to have to be able to? Apparently, and I was in a room with this told, dude. Though. Right? That's he has the, to tell you guys to still feel powerful. Yeah, so I have to feel like if you don't tell somebody, that's even more fucking no, gangster. No, or. Or you're so gangster, you know that most people have never heard that before, and you almost have to clarify it. He's building orphanages because he keeps killing people's parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of orphans out yeah, there. He's like, I gotta get an orphanage going because I killed. I literally parents. off like 18 kids' parents. Have you ever been? A, it was like horrifying and cool all at the same time. I was like, wow, this guy's scary. That's kind of like you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have that kind of juice in my life someday. Okay. Don't you? Not I to kill people. I'm not saying kill people, I, but like. But I still think like to have that, like I would want that power when no one knows. I never tell a story about it. Well, okay. Hold on. First of all, I don't think he ever thought it would be on a podcast. He'll never know. I hope. Jesus. He's our biggest. I think he people. was just having some drinks and was like busting with the boys and was like, no, I could. <laughs> Jealous I, boyfriend. I could have this. <laughs> I, I could literally have this guy wiped off the map and no one would prove it. The main story is no amount of money can make you happy people. I know you guys are making jokes and I wouldn't have believed him either. I would have been like, fuck off. But the guys in the room who I knew who were uber powerful didn't say a fucking thing. And normal. Everyone's kind of afraid to joke about it. And I was like, Oh my God, this guy's a savage. Yeah. Right. No, you wouldn't have. It was pretty serious. Who says that? A guy who can pull it off. Way to kill the vibe, scared, Bob. He, yeah, he's scared. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, bud. We're just having sushi and bellicans, bro. We were just Man, talking weird. About, <laughs> we were talking about the Packers, and you pulled that up, dude. It's a lot on our first time. Anyways, when you, do we go home? <laughs> you just do that at meetings that was an for inv- fun. That was an inv- Whoa. Okay, Lucy, we get it. Hey. Ruins everything. No, she was putting her two cents in. She didn't like that story. That was an investor meeting I had to go to. I mean, the middle of Panama, but you're also in the middle of, I feel like I would have just like dunked off the side of the boat. Like nah, I'm out. <laughs> this guy's terrifying. We caught sharks, swam with sharks. Oh, and then the pirate story is, and you dined with sharks, dined with sharks in, in that part of the world. There's these guys who live on these like little jalopies. Can you right? please make her stop? I'm trying. Lay down. She just wants to be seen. She got excited. She wants to be heard. There's these guys who yeah. live on these trollers that look like water world things. And they don't get off the boat for like six months. And they go catch bait fish. Oh, so guys that like you buy the chum from? Yeah, but we never bought anything. You just, you they're so broke. You'd be like, oh, we got a six pack, six pack for a bucket of fish. They'd be like, oh, dude. It was like the greatest thing to them. 
these like salty, like pirates of the Caribbean dudes who've almost, I don't think they've ever been off a boat. It's like the hangover. Cause I don't have trouble with one in hangover when they <laughs> go through a uh, Bangkok, but they're like trying to get to the next spot to find their friend. Uh-huh. And there's those weird, like shanty boats that uh-huh. like pull up. They have like yeah, but weird these are, cloth hanging. Imagine like, like six of those put together. Yeah. They're all attached and there's like cloth random, like yeah, those guys cloth cool. items and they're pirates. I I mean, I feel like or they were sea dwellers. Salty dogs. Salty dogs. <laughs> I feel like pirate, he's probably friends with pirates, like Somalian pirates, where they're like, oh, know. Bill's in town again. <laughs> that guy. Let's stay out of Panama today. That guy had some serious juice. We landed on a narco runway. I, I don't know. You have a video of like. It's pretty intimidating. AKs pointed at you guys. From the police. Like yeah. The co- yeah, the, the military guys. Yeah. You yeah. can airdrop it to me and I could pull it out. <laughs> Good and one, you can Maddie. hear the, um, the propeller. Wall. Like that old, like, Cessna <laughs> sound. Yeah. Like they had to go outside and start the plane like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an old, uh, like, uh, Howard Hughes movie. <laughs> yeah. like, he was Howard Hughes. Hughes. <laughs> he was shooting the, yeah, see? the old uh, the Red Baron movies. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Sketchy. Hughes. <laughs> You have a lot of fucking weird stories when it comes to the, the milk guys with money. Goes into the oh uh, yeah, guys with money are always good for. Uh, it's like stories like this where you're like, who does shit like? I this? have a theory on. You can see some guy out, and the richer he is, the dumber the pants he has on. <laughs> <laughs> like if it's like a That's pretty accurate. Like a, a wealthy, it's got like the zip. Yeah, they have like zippers on the knees, but they don't <laughs> yeah. zip off, and there's like a pocket like right above the crotch or something like that. <laughs> Even when, when I was in LA and like going around with all like these crypto or invest old school investor guys, I was like, Oh, the Richard, the, the guy with is the most money has the dumbest pants in the room. <laughs> Watch this. And he's got like a, a ripped tattered shirt. That's like perfectly bad. <laughs> Let's pull this up, dude. If there's any faces in it, we have to blur them out. Deal. I'll make sure I do that in post. Probably blur out the military too. That'd be one step one. When it goes, boom. Did you close your phone? No, it's nope. I've learned my lesson. You're getting pretty good, bro. I'm proud of you. Chris was editing the other day. Me or Kamozi? You. Oh, I was like, we had no a little fucking way he was. No, I just showed Kamozi how I attach a did file. You get it? I did. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So this is this is us landing on the narco runway. This is narco. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Middle of the fucking Panamanian jungle. Of course, you're laughing like a psycho. Cool. <laughs> Isn't that hectic? That is, dude. Little prop plane in the middle of the middle of South America. Fucking doing this to get in. Oh. What? That was the end. That was the end. You must have had another one because I remember seeing it. It's back when he was on his Razor Molarota and only took <laughs> 30, <laughs> 30 seconds max. Yeah, uh, we can't do any more than that. Sorry. It shuts down. I think I was scared, to be honest. Uh, you had another one. It showed the guys on the ground. I'm actually super impressive how fast you pulled that up, bro. You can just search by location. No, I'm, I'm in them still. I'm trying to find the right one. 
This is when we took off. It's like, yeah, it's right on the ocean. Let me see if I can find a, a, a military escort. They put us in these little buggies. Have you ever been in a tiny plane like that, Gina? Uh, my dad actually used to have a Cessna. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. He's, a, he's He a told G. me some my dad's stories. He's like, the, he's got the typical old man stories that are like 87 hours long, but they can only, should only be like 10. Oh my God. Here's the pirates. We should have a podcast he, um, with your dad called the one-sided podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> he was telling me the other day that I was over there that he was, as we were watching some show about the Dubai airport. Um, my dad was like, oh yeah. One time when I was driving a plane and he gave me like 19 guys names. For driving a plane? I was with flying a plane, whatever. Bill Smith. And he was out. Yeah. You know him. And uh, he was taking off from Phoenix airport by himself. And he started to see smoke. <coughs> and so he had to call in to air traffic control and they wiped, they had to wipe the whole like airspace. Nobody could fly in or out. And he had an emergency landing <clears throat> and had to land the plane in like this offset part of the airport and like a bunch of trees. And it was like a little part that my dad had rigged somehow in the engine that saved the whole thing from blowing nice. up. But he started to lose like altitude and he was like, and my dad's just like, yeah, and then I landed the plane. Like, that didn't, didn't everyone, you. my dad has everything he does is it's some weird extreme. He's like, yep. And then I went and got a taco. But you got to learn about boys. the nine people that he was with and their children. Why is that such an old man thing? Like, be like. First and last name. Oh, Frank Williams used to live there. And then. Uh, you know him. He used to live over off of. He's Katie's dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know Katie, right? You remember Katie? Katie you went to third grade? Yeah. <laughs> you were in dance class with her. <laughs> yeah, these are the pirates. <laughs> See, you trade them Miller lights for buckets of fish and they. They're always out on those things, just trolling the waters. Pretty sure they live on that boat. They were so stoked, too, when we like fresh beers. See? And he pours the bait oh, fish in there. Come on, dude. Get together. I love that music. Yeah, dude. And then the whole economy out there, it's crazy. That's a 300-pound tuna. 200-pound. Sick water shoes. Dude, those are Sperry's. What's your fucking cargos, man? Sperry topsides, bro. <laughs> I bought a bunch of fishing gear. I didn't know what to do. I got nervous. <laughs> wow, that thing's massive. How long have we been going? Uh, let me look. We've been going hour 12. Oh, that's not bad. No. What's, a, what's another crazy, one more crazy story from building this company? Uh, my stories don't, mine are all like stuck in some weird part of the office until <laughs> like early morning hours. <laughs> I don't have, I haven't done any of the crazy shit you have. Like there's <clears throat> little ones I think of as one time when we built Amazon and then we were working with other people and it got erased after we had spent like all day on it. Remember I had to, we, we made it again that night. Oh my God. The, the homepage. Yes, that's like, at like 11 at night. That's like a nerd crazy story. I did a, I did lie that I had this job before I had this job because uh, Miller, when we shot that first commercial, 
I moved to LA on that money and tried to make it in the film industry and music and stuff like that. And then towards the end of COVID, you guys were ramping up social media. So Miller called me. He's like, we need a editor. Can we send you some footage? And I started editing. We went back and forth. And then I was in a kind of a relationship that wasn't a good place. And I lied. And I was like, I got to go to Denver. I have this job working for these guys. I'm, I'm going to go right now. And I, I left. And that's when I got diabetes. And I stayed at home for like three months. And then Miller's like, come on up. It's ready. But it wasn't a thing until that moment. It was, like that was February. A, that was a pretty hectic period of my life. Yeah, it was February. I remember. I don't remember what month it was. Because you hired me in October 2020. That's when I started editing the first cheat days and yep. and footage from... Uh, well, cheat days really taken off. <laughs> they have, dude. <laughs> now we use it on an iPhone. I mean, this whole, this whole thing is based <laughs> on lies and weird shit. Half of them. I feel like m- for most of the stories, are like the, my mind's like blocked them i mean so there's like the crazy investor stories like panama all the way down to like matt saying like we're into Vegas us protecting each other and went on a trophy truck oh that's another cool story we were with the president of levi and, and you're like hey i gotta go on a trophy truck like <laughs> cool it's a Those trophy guys truck. drove us around in a trophy truck those big uh <laughs> they drive them to like the baja 500 oh, yes big, big old fenders big fuckers that's fun um, You've been on some insane trips. Yeah, no, those trips. I'm, I'm thinking like even crazy stories, like, like traveling with Jeff, <laughs> traveling with Jeff. I mean, all the stories we have of like being in Vegas with UFC fight. I mean, I could blow people's minds with some of those stories. Oh, Jesus Christ! Being up for days on Adderall in Vegas with a bunch of guys in the UFC. Um, those are always crazy stories. We've been on. A, we've been on. I haven't been on like. We've been on crazy benders. You know where benders happen too is like you'll I, go to a GNC conference and you'll be up on Adderall for a day and then it turns into drinking all night with the GNC guys, which leads to the morning, which leads to like you having breakfast with somebody at GNC who's like the executive vice president of sales and you're like, we've been up all night. and You just can't talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, they know. I'm like I'm like holding back throw up, but it's a heart attack that I <laughs> I mean this this whole thing has been just been built on pure adrenaline and gas and too many drinks and I trying to stay awake and both had the flu really bad at CrossFit games. Oh my god. <laughs> that was Kept shitting our pants. Fuck that. The CrossFit orgy stories are pretty good. CrossFit's crazy. That community is uh I'm glad it's dying out. It does it feels like it is. Yeah. We're I don't all, know. A lot of people still go. The orgies wore them out. We're all in Pilates now. I, I haven't been on, like, everything, all of my stories are all related to, like, insanity, insanity of, like, work. Audits and our first audit, staying up for three days trying to find random receipts. I've never been on any of the investments. Yeah, you're like, remember when we sat down for four remember days? When, remember that? No, you have. Monday. We have some crazy stories from Fit Expo. <laughs> I remember. So oh, Phil. So okay. Here's Jesus here's Christ. maybe this last story will spur your imagination. Part of what makes our business fun is, and it, we didn't get to do it for three years, and we haven't done it in a while because I think we're still catching up, and the world's still catching up. But is events. Events are great because everyone basically it's like a big party, but 
they're also productive. So we went to Fit Expo. I wonder if Chris would care if we told this story. I bet it would. Well, just blur the, or like the name dragnet that shit. The names have been changed to protect those who are innocent or guilty. <laughs> the the mind your face is telling me no. <laughs> but your body's telling me yeah. Your body's telling me I'd yes. wait for him on that one. Uh no, okay, so yeah, I mean no, you get to go travel. We had we had uh we had uh Stipe Miocic with us at our booth. He's probably about to fight John Jones for the yes, heavyweight he title. So we're team Stipe. And that first night was a blast. We just had so much fun. You know, you get together. We had a villa in LA. Um, okay, I'll tell the story about myself. What happened to me? I'll make it embarrassing for me. Oh, the so. next time when you showed up on a warm meal? <laughs> oh, man. So first night's great. We cooked dinner for everybody. Stipe came, came over. over. We cooked dinner. It was like 15 of us. We had all these ambassadors with us, like Jenna Breslin and a bunch of folks. F- fun first night, but we drank a lot. You end up drinking a lot of these. And, and at first, I like, you know, I w- we weren't even drinking for fun. It was like just trying to, you know, how sometimes booze gives you energy and you're like, maybe if I have a few cocktails, I'll wake up. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. So uh, first night we had a few drinks and the next day, all day at the event, it was like, cause Stipe and Chris were there and Jenna, our booth had a line around the block. Um, and we were just trying to hold it together, you know, like, fuck, this is just so many people, so many fans of the brand. Like we were just trying to keep it together. Uh, great, great first day. Well, then we come back the first night and we just went in like dinner at catch catch in LA is, is a crazy restaurant. Yeah. We spent like seven grand, 10 grand on dinner. Everyone got hammered, like hammered. Like I think some of our, again, investors were there. They bought Don Julio for everybody. It was just, it was a free for all. That was, I think that was the night I put Chuck Liddell in a headlock. I have like a photo of me like headlocking him in the lobby of the restaurant. You just like jumped him. Oh, like, he oh so this is why we were with Stipe. Stipe came to dinner with us that night. Oh yeah. And uh I remember I was on We saw duty. we it's me and Stipe and like Kamozi, so we're fucking bag tagging each other and fucking off in the lobby of this restaurant, like just being total boys, right? Like and we're all hammer drunk. And we see Chuck and everyone like our group was like, Chuck they knew him, but I didn't. But I pretended I knew him and like threw him in a headlock and was like, "What's up, you rascal? <laughs> good like, to see you, fucking guy. Look at this fucking guy. You look good. <laughs> hey, you fucker. What's up, bro? I was like, just and I have a picture of me like grabbing him by the cuff. So we're like wrestling with Chuck Liddell. Chris is gonna interrupt the podcast. He's out of here. Did he just flip me off? Mm, probably. I can't see anything back here. He went like this. Oh come on, dude. We had Chuck Liddell in a headlock. We all got hammered that night. And then we went. I embarrassed myself at a club. I have a picture of me with my shirt. So we get hammered at catch. We go to um, one. I don't remember. One Oak. One Oak. That's the one by catch. Club. Yeah. It's right by the Chinese restaurant. Um, yeah. That, and there's Blank Tao. Dragon there too. It's yeah. right by Tao. We yeah. went to One Oak. And we saw like Lil Yachty was yeah. playing. I was there when Migos were there one time. It was one of those nights. It was like Lil Yachty and we had a table on the stage, basically. We were like, we had a VIP booth. Like he was like right here and we were right here. 
And I proceeded to get more drunk than I've ever been. And it, when I get that drunk, I just took my shirt off in the club. Me and Steve A were like wrestling. It was pandemonium. When I, I went to I stole your Amex so you wouldn't use it. She oh, did no. steal my Amex because I kept I kept just racking it up. So I stole it and left. Our didn't Amex say a word. Yeah, we don't have a limit, so I'm there could have that could have been a hundred thousand dollar night. It was like full panic and I was like I got it. I'm not going to say a word. One of people I are mean. I went there once for, with my fr- friends. There was all these girls that were like the influencer ex-porn, like newly only fans girls. There was like five of these girls. It was one's birthday and me, and I was kind of like the chaperone to make sure no one got kidnapped. And we go to One Oak, and the bouncer's like, check this guy. He's probably the Coke kid. There's no way. He, all, <laughs> there's probably a, no way so? he looked like the Coke kid. All these girls are hanging out with this ugly asshole, and I was like, what is happening? This is so mean. Ouch, bro. Yeah, we didn't we... I don't know if we got, we didn't get kicked out. I left with Jeff and we had a pizza party. We had so many people at our table too. We were just like the center of attention. There were so well, many like famous like, people at our table. I was talking to Stipe from most of the next, so he, he put me on jacket duty mm-hmm. because his wife gets mad at him because every time he goes somewhere, he leaves a jacket. Uh-huh. So she has like Amazon, like back orders. Uh-huh. So I was on jacket duty all night. So I was keeping an eye on him and when we get in trouble and he kept getting Heineken's brought over to him. It, but he like was an order. He was like, they're just giving him to Bucket me. Good Heineken. So he was like changing the order every time. So I was like, who likes Heineken? I don't want Heineken. So I was just talking to him and then I had to go to the bathroom and I, I got up and turned around because when we got there, no one was there. There's no jackets. And I was just talking to Stipe for most of the night and I turned around. I'm like, holy shit. When did this happen? The whole place was, it was like a sea of people. Yeah. Like, that was the same oh weekend. Um, I don't know why a little, oh, it was, it was Grammy Grammys. weekend. And that was the same Saturday. That's night. why. Kobe That's why died. like little Yachty was playing. Kobe died that Sunday. Fuck. That was such a hectic weekend. I was supposed to meet up with you guys too. I remember you texted me. You're like, Hey, we're in LA for the weekend. Huh? Wow. That's crazy. Well, the next day is when it got interesting. So I threw up that night. Someone forced me to smoke marijuana, and I <laughs> no one forced they you. They smoke. I someone forced me to smoke devil's lettuce. I hate when I, that happens. I'd already had seven thousand drinks. I threw up on the Hermes blanket well, in our I villa. Remember, you woke me up, and you're like, I got in the hot tub with a like a. <laughs> you I, kept pouring out your drink too. This was her I was story. a mess, dude. Like, and, like, and then he would by the way, drop it in the these, spa. There's all these people there, so like Stepe, all the ambassadors. I'm walking around. Just, I, it was bad. He had curfew. He had to go home. I got put to bed. I got, well, then the next day I missed the event. I missed the whole fucking event. Oh no. Gina's blowing me up. She's like, where are you? Well, first you woke me up and you're like, "Uh, something happened. And I was like, fuck. So I'm like on the hunt in this house to find where you threw up. Yeah. Because I know it's somewhere. And I find it like daredevil in the dry, in the dry clean only (laughs) Hermes blanket. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, it's going in the washer and I'm trying to wake up the other girl that was with Brooke. I'm trying to wake. She's yelling at me. Jeff, Jeff was there. Jeff was yelling at me. He was up in the morning. He's like, Hey guys, I got no. me some no. coffee. You he was yelling he at was me. hung over. And then Gina was like, you got to drive. He's like, I can't drive. I'm still drunk. He and I was, was like, so the fu- we're, we all are. We are all hammered still. And I've, t- meanwhile, Kamosi we pops like, out of his had- room and looks like he, He's like, got a workout in, guys. What you yeah, guys yeah, yeah. He looked magical. I was like, "Why are you?" I'm pretty sure he hadn't been to. I like he. He, part, he went hard. He for told two me days. that he was sitting in the room just looking out the window. <laughs> I was like, "That's weird, but awesome." But he always looks, there. He looked amazing. We're like, "Why do you look he's so like that handsome?" Glitter on him. Like he's like a, one of the vampires. This that is had, like, what, glitter. I can't tell this part of the story. But I remember 
so we got there. Me, Kamozi. The best parts on the way home. Miranda, right? Was that her name? Miranda? I think. Wow. Sounds like an influencer. And name. Brooke and Jeff. And we're all me- absolute mess. And we had like 10 minutes before they took our palate away. Uh-huh. So we were like hucking our cases of drinks into the booth because we we're like, we'll have to build it later. Luckily, everybody there was a disaster. Like every. Yeah, yeah. The Sunday at a fitness event. Yeah, everyone was a, a disaster. So we're just scrambling. We're all like sweaty. Jeff's yelling at me. Kamozi still looks like he's from. He'll probably listen to this too. Fuck you, Kamozi. Yeah, he still look, he was the hair's perfect. I was like, I want to murder you. I, I have so back, much bro. makeup on trying to hide uh, how I look. I got your back, bro. <laughs> and the whole time you are nowhere to be found. Ugh. No one can get a hold of you. I was so sick. <clears throat> Fast forward, I don't know. We have like two hours left in the show, I think. Maddie, this is great. But meanwhile, I'm he texting kept her. Telling us, I was at Starbucks. I'm on your, no, you kept saying, I'm on the way. For like four hours, you were on the way. And we're well, like, okay. It checks out in LA though. I couldn't get yeah. it together, man. So finally, he's like, I got Starbucks. Again, this was, we were like, totally. It's four o'clock. So he, pull, he shows up on his fucking one wheel. I rolled up to the booth. And he's like, hey, guys. I'm like, he like a tech, are you in, are you serious? Hey. And then he brought doing? Starbucks for everyone else except for me and Kamozi. Whoops. Yeah. And you were like, how's it going? Like, we want to kill you. We were miserable. Kamozi was wearing the Koyo's leggings and they were all baggy on him because we hadn't eaten in like three days. One of the funniest parts, too, is when we were on the way home and I drove for some reason. Uh, we stopped at a 7-Eleven and Chris got a bottle of Chardonnay. And really? He will fight you on that and say it was champagne. He'll still fight you. He was Burt's dude. He got like a 30 pack of Modelo and a bottle of Chardonnay. My guy. My guy. Last Anyways. Th- last time I drank with you in a hot tub, I jumped in the snow. Oh, man. That was, we were drinking beers in a hot tub with a porn star and in, in the mountains. Yeah. That's oh. another crazy story, but you're going to have to tune into Crazy Stories Part 2. Part Board of two. Directors. This was a good one. That's the show. Yeah.